0: Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Willis, your host. Today we have a very special guest, somebody well known to politics done right already. We have the one and only Joel Siegel. Who's Joel Siegel? He was instrumental in writing H.R. 676, the original Medicare for All under Congressman John Conyers. It's one of the gold standard and it's still what everything is based on. Joel Siegel received his undergraduate and law degrees from the University of North Carolina in 1989, where he focused on constitutional law and conflict resolution. Joel Siegel is a co-founder and the national director of the Justice Action Mobilized Network, a national multiracial climate action network. Jam is loving elected officials and educating the public about the need to be expedited transition to renewable energy millions of green jobs etc 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 now he eyes on a new mission national justice round table welcome to politics on right señor sigal how are you doing today
1: como estas hola mi amigo
0: Yes, look, it it is great talking to you after all this time. I'm glad that you're feeling a lot better after being under the weather for a while. I trust you're doing fine now. Yes. I mean, you know that you are a powerful person when even under illness, you are still putting together a mission like this here. Why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, the National Justice
1: Roundtable? I'm going to have to plug Politics Done Right. I I really do believe you are just one of the most Incredible, progressive talk show hosts, authors, leaders in the nation, and the world. And I hope everyone listens to your show. Plus, you're a wonderful guy.
0: Thank Um, you so kindly, brother. But it's about you today, brother. It's about you today.
1: Sure. Well, over the last year, the National Election Protection Coalition, it was just an amalgam of um, social justice leaders from across the spectrum worried about voter suppression, We've been Monday, every Monday, five o'clock, we've been, you know, having roundtables talking about the bills that we want to get passed in Congress. But it really got to the point where I said, you know, we're going to have to unify the progressive movement if we're going to save our planet from civilization threatening climate change, election protection, right wing, Republican Authoritarianism, the Republican Party's most dangerous organization in the world, in my opinion. Um, If we're going to have equity, justice, if we're going to have universal health care, Medicare for all, jobs for all, we're going to have an end to poverty and homelessness, which should be the goal of the progressive movement, not to maintain it. And um, so we're going to join in an historic event Monday, August the 30th, from 1 to 5 p.m., we're going to have some of the most incredible social justice leaders in the nation are coming together, and we're going to be a unified progressive coalition, something that's long overdue. If the Republicans can unite over greed, then why can't progressives unite over equity and justice?
0: Now, what is wonderful is you have the who is who yeah. in the in the movement. I see you have folks like Dolores Huerta, Rudy Arredondo. You have uh, Mustafa Ali, you have uh, uh, one of the guys that I revere in the healthcare movement uh, in, in Alan Grayson, you have, you have, of course, the one and only Joel Segal, who's been leading this stuff up, Chase Iron Eyes, Jennifer Martel, Mimi Kennedy, James Fakuda. I mean, you've got the folks, you, you really pull them together this time, brother.
1: It's the hardest project I've ever done. Um, but these are my colleagues and friends, some of them for decades. Most of them when I was with Congressman Conyers. And um, these are leaders in their own right. And what's happening is no one wants to be the leader. There's no ego. We are establishing a beloved community. And um, I I still can't believe it myself, but it is it really is happening. We're going to have our own independent media. We're going to have um, Smart Alec, which will be an alternative to Alec instead of the right wing always introducing, you know, kind of a sadistic legislation against the people. We're gonna have our own progressive legislation, but we're gonna be powerful because we have to. Uh, we have three emergencies. We have our climate emergency. We have a democracy emergency and we have a poverty homeless emergency. We, we don't have to, you know, maintain a fragmented siloed progressive movement when we have to address these emergencies. We cannot do that either unless we focus on the elections in 2022, because if far right wing Republicans get elected to the House and the Senate and they're Trump supporters or QAnon supporters, it's going to be very difficult to pass transitional legislation for um, climate change, you know, clean energy, or eliminating poverty, homelessness. So we've never dealt with this moment where how we organize We'll determine whether or not we survive it's just that simple we're also going to start a a world um justice roundtable as well because in order to save our planet from fossil fuel we're going to have to um we're gonna to have to work in africa caribbean latin america everywhere so we're not just going you know i was involved with the global hiv aids uh, movement as one of the leaders when i worked for john conyers and um brought in bono and a lot of other great leaders so we're not talking theory here. We're talking about, you know, issues that we have to deal with on a global level. And many of us have already done this before.
0: What is interesting is you mentioned having to go on a global level and and bringing it home a little bit here. We have to talk about the the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. And uh, given that you brought up, it has to be worldwide. What are your thoughts or what are your intentions uh, with this group to actually talk about um, maybe trying to get rid of patents with regards to COVID for now so that people throughout the world can actually be vaccinated. It's not a favor we're doing them. We're just preventing the damn thing for com- from coming back here in some other form.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, the progressive movement for far too long was really focused more on domestic priorities. We can't do that with climate change. Climate change knows no borders. And then COVID-19, especially the Delta variant, it knows no borders. There's millions of people in Africa and the Caribbean that will die needlessly of COVID-19 because they don't have access to um, to to the vaccines. There's millions, by the way, there's millions of vaccines sitting in bottles in America, yet there's millions of people in Africa who can't have access to them. Can someone tell me that it's really difficult, you know, to get those vaccines to Africa and the Caribbean? Could it be that hard? We we just evacuated tens of thousands of people from Afghanistan. I think we can get medicine to the people. When I was in Congress, you know, and and, uh, from, well, 2000 to 2013, I saw the same dynamic where millions of people were going to die of AIDS in Africa and Um, I took the leadership along with uh, Barbara Lee and Congressman Conyers and Bono, who we brought in, and we got PEPFAR passed. So similarly, we're going to have to get legislation passed in the Congress, in the G8 countries, in the United Nations to make sure that two things happen. Every person on the planet that wants to be vaccinated gets vaccinated with all deliberate speed, period, end of the story, that is, we are working with a lot of African leaders as well. Princess Okonse of Ghana, Ellen Dunbar from Liberia. That is going to be one of our priorities.
0: Well, I mean, that is, that is exceptional. And what I, what I love about what you're saying, Joel, is those in the progressive side understand the concepts. Yes, we want to be benevolent, but it's not only about benevolency. It's also about practicality, pragmatism, and what actually results based on the work that we do. You earlier spoke about um, uh, those three items you're working on, justice, environment, voting, and it's amazing that, um, that, uh, and poverty, it is amazing that all those things are actually intertwined. And that's why you have the plethora of speakers that you have, each of them in a particular area. I noticed that you included Harvey Wasserman, who is a i mean the demon of voting you know i shouldn't call him a demon of voting but you understand what i mean and uh, you so you have you have all these different segments of of the movement involved there so i am i'm excited to see how it's going to develop i notice it says it is actually going to be tomorrow between 1 and 5 p.m which means i've got to get this interview blasted out before Politics done right is officially started. So I may actually have to Samuel cast some of your, your stuff as well.
1: Well, it'll be recorded too. Um, thank you, Alberto. Yeah, Harvey Wasserman, he started actually this effort. And um, we're also calling for D- the passage of legislation to address DC statehood because they should be the, the 51st state. So they're very much a part of this movement, the DC statehood leaders. Um, justice is justice. We all know what justice is. When we wake up in the morning, we don't just say, well, we want to end homelessness. We also say, well, we'd like better schools and better neighborhoods, and we want working families to have a safety net during COVID. For example, when the Supreme Court ruled in the most sadistic manner to overrule the CDC's moratorium on eviction, there's not enough pushback against the right wing. We just don't have that kind of organizing capacity will now, we're, we are going to. But you're, you can't let 11 million people be behind their rent. Where are they gonna go? Are, are we that, have we no shame? Are we that heartless? The, day, the days of tolerating the far right wings, sadistic policies are over. Um, we're not, we just can't let that happen. It doesn't matter if it's voting, rights, housing, healthcare, jobs, you know, Black Lives Matter, they're, it's all about human-centric policies that, for far too long, we've been too quiet as a progressive movement and saying we're going to unify. Now, when we do unify, it's when Bernie Sanders runs for office. Well, we have to stay unified beyond Brother Bernie. And if you look at the Black Lives Matter protest, that shows you there's a deep constituency of progressives of all races, creeds, color, gender. And when Bernie became the presumptive Democratic nominee for president, where did all those people, the millions of people who voted for him, went to his rallies, they went back home. We want to create one common home for progressives. No matter well, where they live, 50 states, all the territories, and 435 congressional districts.
0: That is very important, very important. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the format and how people can actually be engaged in in this um, particular particular
1: panel. Sure, so we're gonna have some incredible opening speakers. We have Christian Nunez, the president of the National Organization of Women. Women, yeah. Representative Alan Grayson. uh, Mustafa Ali, executive vice president of the National Wildlife Federation. And we have an incredible student leaders uh, who also be You know, at the beginning of this panel, and uh, Dolores Huerta, the legendary Dolores Huerta from um, the Farmers Movement. Yeah, Cesar Chavez, uh, she's our senior advisor. Uh, Reverend Graylin Hagler, one of the great, great um, African American interfaith leaders of our nation. Then we'll have a panel on DC statehood led by Senator Brown and Charles Moreland, former representative of DC statehood. when D.C. first got its um, senators and reps, we don't call them shadow, by the way, they weren't shadow. These They were actually elected. They were going to do a panel on um, election protection and um, GOTV by the leaders of the Georgia Miracle, those incredible leaders who were able to get out the black vote in the rural areas and in the uh, inner cities, because we need to know how did they do that? And they're going to be. Talking, we've got election protection advocates as well. All of them are just phenomenal speakers. They're all leaders in their own right. Then we're going to have um, another panel on on climate change, climate action, Green Earth, with you know Greenpeace, um, all kinds of organizations that are some of the greatest organizations and leaders in the country. We had so many speakers that we have to do a subsequent roundtable. By the way, then we'll do. Um, a roundtable on um, poverty, homelessness, ending poverty and homelessness, and justice in the aggregate. We got, you know, the president of LULAC, Domingo Garcia. We got James Facuda, um, president of LULAC, you know, New Jersey. Again, a lot of young, incredible student leaders. We're going to have Sunrise LA, and then we'll, you know, close, and then we're going to have a lasagna hour, very informal, from about 515 to 615, where whoever wants to speak, we're going to call on them. And here's going to be the question. How do we unite the progressive movement?
0: Excellent. Now, uh, how how do people get to you?
1: They can um, either email me at joel, J-O-E-L dot R dot Segal, S-E-G-A-L at gmail.com. And I'm very much in the Congressman John Connors tradition, who I worked with for 13 years. You can call me on my cell. (laughs) You call me at 571-344-1518. I'm also excited to say that we have top artists, celebrities, dignitaries. I can't reveal who we're going to be in terms of who our music is, but this is going to be the most intersectional progressive movement that anyone's ever seen, but we're really going to have some incredible – uh, we got Mimi Kennedy, you know, the great actress, Mimi Kennedy, the yes. mom and the Dharma and Greg. We have progressive Democrats of America, Alan Minsky. We have Food and Water Watch, Emily Worth. The list just goes on and on and on. And what I noticed, there was a constituency for this, which I've never seen before. I think that progressives are scared about how rapid climate change is now in terms of the flooding in Europe, China, you know, the drought. Out West, farmers not be able to grow food. We're going to be running out of food, by the way, if we're not careful. Um, you know, the voter suppression challenging an election in Arizona based on a lie that Trump lost due, due to voter suppression. And um, I think people are realizing that we are in a very, very um, fragile moment where we can lose our democracy to the authoritarian Republican Party and we can lose our planet. Um, due to climate change. We've never been in in a moment like this, not in my lifetime, where how we organize will determine the future of our planet and the future of our democracy.
0: Joel, I noticed you also have a link to register for Zoom at Action Network. I'll make sure to add that to the post here. Thank you. It's too long for me to go ahead and set up. But anyhow, uh, any uh, quick last-in comments you'd like to make?
1: Every person who watches your show and listens to your incredible show, we want them to be an integral part of our beloved community, of our extended family. Uh, We're going to practice radical hospitality. Everyone's welcome. I will say that there is leadership from ethnic communities, Native American communities, Latino communities, Black communities, East Asian. Now, the progressive movement has never, in my opinion, been diversified to the point where it should look like America or the world and We want everyone to be involved. And uh, we're not going to have one leader or two leaders. We're going to have leaders across the nation. I think we need a leader like you, Egberto. Joel
0: Siegel, the one and only Joel Siegel. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. And thank you so kindly for all that you do. You are an asset to the progressive movement.
1: So are you, Egberto.